Welcome to the Southside Community Church podcast with Pastor Mark Kahn. We are located at 1815 South Peace Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. sin and it'll go with the, really the message this morning that I want to try to preach <clears throat> but uh, for the last month we've been preaching on who we are as God's people and as a church and the power of the Holy Spirit in us and in the church and our mission as Christ's church. Christ has supplied the church with all the power and everything it needs today by his precious blood to be a light to the whole world and bring the gospel to the lost. So now it depends upon us as a church and I was thinking about this you and I this morning as God's people as individuals there's four things that we need in our lives to keep us steadfast on our journey with Jesus Christ and be a witness to the world and those four things are faith, commitment, determination, and courage. Amen. Faith. Let me read something to you here that I wrote down this morning. <clears throat> faith. <clears throat> Put our lives in God's hand and trust him for whatever happens. Commitment. Dedicate to live a holy life and obey God's, the Word of God, and make a pledge to be a true Christian. Determination. I'm going to live for God no matter what happens to me in this life. I'm going through with Jesus. Courage. To stand firm on what I believe and follow my convictions regardless of what others do and say about me. I will not back down for who I am. I am in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Things there that we, we need to do as a Christian. All this other stuff, I mean, not, not stuff, but all this other power that we have, the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and, and we know the assurance that God is with us, but if we don't do it ourselves, what good is it? Huh? I can't remember 
It said there in the, in the Bible, Paul said, or was it James? I think it was James. Don't be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. What is a doer? That's to live it. Live out your life. Amen. I tell you what, I want to look at some uh, people here in the Bible. There's so many of them that were committed to God, regardless of the circumstances in life that they faced and what all they was up against. Commitment is the number one thing I want to get across today. <clears throat> so if you have your Bibles and want to turn with us this morning, I want to go to uh, Daniel chapter 1. I'm just going to read the whole chapter. I was only going to read a couple verses. But I felt like I needed to read it all. Daniel chapter 1. Pray for me this morning. I, my voice is a little bit weak. <clears throat> it said here in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, in, into Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave to Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand. And with part of the vessels uh, of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Aspenazah, the master of the eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princesses, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science and such had ability uh, in them to stand in the king's palace. And, when, and whom they might teach the learning of the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily uh, provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so the nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now among them were the children of Judea, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and to and, and, and whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belshazzar, and to Hananiah, Shadrach, and to Mishael, uh, uh, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. This is the text of this chapter right here. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Amen? Right. With the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank, therefore he requested of the princes, prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now note this. And now God brought Daniel into favor with the tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who had appointed your meat and your drink 
For why should he see your faces worse likening than the children which are of your sort? Then shall ye make me endanger my head to the king? Then said Daniel to Melzar, Melzar, whom the, who the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Then let our countenance be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat the portion of the king's meat, as thou assist, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter, and proved them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their countenance, uh, their encounterments appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. And as for these children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in, the vis in all visions and dreams. And at the end of the days uh, that the king had said it should be uh, that, yeah, let me back up. Now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the musicians and astrologers that were all in his realm. And Daniel continued even into the first year of King Cyrus. I want you to note something. I never really noticed it before. And then last part of this 20th verse. It said they were 10 times better than all the musicians, the astrologers, and all that were in his realm. All the experienced men that he had. They were 10 times better. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful and grateful, God, this morning for thy love and mercy. We're so, Lord, thankful for your word today and the examples, God, that are in here. The people of faith, Lord, that are before us today and the commitment, God, that they have given their lives to you. Lord, regardless of the circumstances that they were in, Lord, may these heroes of the Bible and the people, God, that we have come in contact in this life, Lord, as we see their lives committed to God, that they'll be an encouragement and a help to us, Lord, today. I pray, Heavenly Father, that your Holy Spirit will help us, Lord, for we realize, Lord, that without you, 
I tell you, we can't preach. We can't do anything. We need your anointing today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As we go back and we look at Daniel here, this first chapter, I tell you, uh, what had happened, Israel had backslid on God. They would fallen back uh, in worshiping him and fallen away from the place where they was. You see, it happens so many times. I really don't want to get on this subject. <clears throat> but they would, uh, God would take care of them and, and provide for them. And, and, and uh, I'll tell you, their table became a snare. In other words, their rich lives, the things that they had, the things that God had given them, they took advantage of it. Huh? They, they didn't praise the Lord or thank Him for the things that, they had, that God had given them, you see. And, and they got loose, uh, uh, about like America is today. We have everything at our fingertips. I tell you, we're really in need of nothing as far as material goods, huh? And I tell you, and with that attitude comes the attitude we don't need God. Huh? But these were God's people. And God said you're going to be punished huh, for your sins and your unrighteousness and your uh, ungodliness. Huh? Because you're my people and I'm your God. And he told Jeremiah and warned him for years. Jeremiah warned him for years huh, what God was going to do. They took Jeremiah and put him in the stocks out in front of the courthouse. They didn't want to hear judgment coming on him, but it was coming. Huh? And it did. And here's what it was. They come in, and Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, he was ruling, he was ruling all the nations. Huh? He had a powerful army. Huh? There was no stopping him. I tell you what, he came in and he mowed over nations in providence, huh? And he overtook them and overseen them, huh? And I tell you, they come to Jerusalem, the holy city, the godly city, huh? And they seized it. And Nebuchadnezzar went in there. And I want you to notice something here in this. <clears throat> It said here in the second verse, and the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand. This was the Lord's, huh? What God did. Nebuchadnezzar never over, he never besieged Jerusalem. I want you to pay attention to this. He never seized Jerusalem without God's permission, huh? Amen. And he went in there and he took the, uh, uh, all the holy vessels. And I was reading in there and it said actually they come in. They come into the holy temple three times. And at this time they took the holy uh, vessels and the things that were dedicated to the Lord. And they put them in the treasure of his God. Huh? And it said here uh, 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 that in the custom back in this time, I tell you, his kingdom was uh, was so large and so big. Actually, he ruled uh, most of the uh, known world at that time. 
And the custom was to take any men that had knowledge, that were smart in, in, in science, smart in economics, smart in, in the things of the world. Huh? They were to take them and set them apart. And they were to use them in the king's palace huh? to further his advancements. Huh? See, knowledge is everything. Huh? When you have knowledge of how the world works and the system how it works, then you've got a handle on things. Huh? And that's why he wanted uh, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Huh? Now I want to tell you something. These were young teenage boys. They are estimated to be maybe 13 or 14 years old. Think of this this morning. Huh? And, and they, uh, it is said that Daniel, they believe, was from the lineage of King David. Huh? So he was really in the, in the royal family. And so it didn't say anything about Hananiah and Mishael and uh, uh, Azariah. But somewhere they were higher up, huh, too, in the princes of Judah, huh, in the family and in the loins huh, of them. Huh? And I want to tell you something, my friend. Listen to this. The dedication that they had. Huh? I thought about this as I studied this a little bit this week and thought about it, huh? Listen, they were godly young men, godly teenagers, huh? That had been taught in the Mosaic Law and in the Jewish ways, my friend. Listen, they were godly young men, huh? And they followed the commandments of God, huh? Then something happened, huh? Nebuchadnezzar came in and seized the city, huh? All their religious freedom, huh? All their, all their books, huh? And their Bibles, huh? Whatever was written back then, huh? And all those family that had an influence on them, listen to me, huh? Their relation, huh? Their king, and all those that were holy men are now gone. They pulled them out of the city, huh? And let them away captive. Huh? They have nothing now, huh? Far as material, huh? Far as a place to worship, huh? Far as the word of God, huh? Far as these privileges that you and I have this morning, it was all taken away from them. And they went into this heathen land. Now I'll tell you another thing about these young men. They were smart, they were good looking. They were healthy, huh? Because Nebuchadnezzar would have had nothing to do with them. Huh? And not only was these men, these four men, these young men, but it was also other providence and other nations that he besieged. He done the same thing to them. He pulled all the good-looking ones out, all the smart ones, all the intelligent ones, all those with knowledge. He pulled them all out. Huh? To work for him in his palace. Huh? Then came the test. Then the test came. I want to tell you something. For everyone that lives godly in Christ Jesus, there'll be tests. 
There'll be tests come our way and trials and tribulations and, and problems and trouble to test where we're at. Huh? I tell you where we're really at. Amen. And how we're going to live for God. Praise God. But what they do, they strengthen us. They help us. And they encourage us. There's a God of heaven, I tell you, that has his hands on our shoulders today. And it was the custom, huh, that they ate the king's meat and they drank his wine. Huh? This is what was going to keep them healthy. Huh? The king had the best meat, he had the best food, he had the best wine. Huh? And that's what was going to them. And Daniel knew it was coming. And so did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Huh? Been trying to remember their names. That's their Jewish names. Huh? And they was going to have to have a portion of the king's meat and his wine. And Daniel knew, all of them knew, that that meat was defiled and unclean by Jewish law, by the word of God. That's where the law came from, come from God. Huh? It had been offered to idols. They sacrificed that meat to their gods, to their idols, and that's the meat that they ate. Huh? And Daniel said it purposed in his heart not to defile himself. Think of that this morning. That's what me and you need to do, huh? Anything that'll defile us, my friend, anything that's going to harm us spiritually, anything we're going to look at, anything we're going to see or do, huh? That's going to hinder us spiritually, huh? Turn away. Right. Uh, don't look at it. Don't do it. Don't be involved in it, huh? <clears throat> Because it will defile us. Huh? And then it said there, Amen. They changed their names. <laughs> they changed their names, huh? They took them out of their holy uh, city and brought them into a heathen nation and they changed their names, huh? To Belshazzar, to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Huh? What was they trying to do? They were trying to change their identity and who they was. Church, this morning. Huh? And then they was going to teach them uh, all the ways of the Chaldeans. Huh? All the way of the heathen. Huh? And all the way of their gods. Huh? That was their plan. Huh? To convert them and turn them over and twist them over to the ways of the world. I want to tell you something, my friend. I preached to you the other day. Huh? And it said, Jesus said, upon this rock will I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I want to tell you something. The devil wants to twist and turn the truth of God and get it to the worldly side huh? to comfort man where they're living today. Huh? By the way, Davis, the word of God is true. 
God this morning. Huh? They want to change their world. But I want to tell you something, my friend. They had something in their heart that the world couldn't stop at. Praise God this morning. I want you to see this. And it said there that the Lord gave favor with a favor with Daniel, and he became in favor with the eunuch that was in charge of them. You see God working in it? Huh? You see God's hand in it? And he made this offer, huh? He said, listen. We don't want to defile ourselves, huh? With the king's meat, huh? Just give us vegetables, huh? Just give us grain and wheat or whatever. We don't want to eat the king's meat, huh? And defile ourselves before the living God. Huh? That's exactly what was happening. And it said there, huh? That, uh, Oh, Melzat, Melzar, I think that's how you pronounce it. He said, hey, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. Uh-uh. We ain't going to do that. We ain't going to do that. Huh? He said, this will be my head. The king, huh? When he looks at you and you're not eating his meat, huh? Or drinking his wine, he'll see that your countenance, huh? It's not where it should be. And he'll cut my head off. Huh? And Daniel said, give us ten days. Just ten days. Huh? And you look upon us. You feed all these other men, these young men, huh? The meat from the king's table. But give us pulse. Give us vegetables. And we'll live on If you check us in ten days, huh? And make a judgment. Ten days roll around. <laughs> they were fatter. Huh? That means their face, their face and their complexions was more shinier, huh? More healthier than all the other men. They ate that. They paused for three years. That's all they had. It sounds like a healthy diet, don't it? I never make it. I love meat. I'm a meat eater, huh? I love meat. I love fish. I love pork. Huh? But it wasn't about that. Huh? It was about what was in their heart. Right. Amen. It was about what was down deep. Amen. Huh? And they came up, my friend, and it came at to the end of the three years. Huh? Praise God. I know I'm probably missing some of this stuff. And it came up to the, th- the third year, and they went before the king, huh? King Nebuchadnezzar, the most powerfulest man in the world was King Nebuchadnezzar. Huh? He had power over everybody. His word was law. Whatever he said, it happened. Huh? And they came before him and they stood before the king. Here's three young men standing there. Huh? And he started counseling with them. He started talking to them. Huh? I want to tell you something. He's seen their appearance. That's the first thing he noticed. They were different. Huh? Praise God. Huh? And he seen and he started he started giving them a knowledge test to see how smart they was. See what they knew, huh? Praise God. Huh? And he found out they were ten times better. <laughs> right. Then all his magicians, huh? 
all his counselors. These young men had knowledge far above the mature and the and, uh, men of knowledge and wisdom and, and, and science and all this stuff. They were ten times better than them. Huh? And these men had this knowledge all their lives. Mm -hmm. huh? See, God was in it. Right. God was in it. Huh? And what happened? He promoted Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And it's something how Daniel kept his name. But it seems like that Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, we kind of stick to that. I don't know why that is, but it is. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Amen. What are you preaching about? Commitment. Amen. Huh? Steadfastness. Yeah. Huh? Determination and courage. Amen. Amen. Right. Praise God. We go along here. A little while later, just a couple more chapters, and we find a test. I tell you, this is my favorite Bible story, one of my favorites, if not the, the favorite. We come across here in chapter 3, Amen. and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego get tested. Huh? They get tested here, and I want to tell you something. God's in all this. Nebuchadnezzar, he built this statue made of gold. I know you know the story, but I just want to explain it to you just for a minute. He built this statue of gold. <clears throat> they said it was, it was made of wood, but lined with pure gold. The outside of it was coated with pure gold. And he set it up there in the, in the plain Duran, huh? And he invited all the important people under his providence, huh? It is estimated he brought the sheriffs, it says it in there, the counselors, all these people, the princesses, anybody that had any status, listen to me, in any province that Nebuchadnezzar ruled over was at this place. There's estimated that there was 300,000 people at this place, at this dedication to the statue. Think of that. Huh? God's getting ready to do something. Huh? And, he, and, and he made this statue, and, he, and his command was that when they played the music, huh, that everybody was supposed to bow down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. That was, that's what was supposed to happen. Huh? And at the same, listen my friend, at the same time they built the statue, they built a furnace, huh? That threw someone in that didn't bow down, huh? To Nebuchadnezzar's golden image. Ain't that strange? Huh? That they had this fiery furnace. <laughs> Out there in the middle of the desert in Duran, huh? In the province of Nebuchadnezzar. He's sitting up there on his throne, my friend, huh? And really the whole thing of it was he just wanted to brag, huh? He was full of himself, my friend, huh? He was, he was just filled up with himself. Something happened, huh? Somebody was watching. Somebody was... Looking, 
to find anybody that didn't bow down to this statue. It said here, and then in the eighth verse, it said, Therefore at this time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said unto King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a degree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the palstry, and the, uh, the, sim the similar dulcimer, that's how it's pronounced, dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whosoever falleth not down to worship, <clears throat> that he should be cast in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs in the province of Babylon. Remember we saw, talk, just talked about that in the first chapter. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods to worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that they should be brought uh, uh, these men before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? For if ye be ready at the time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sacred, the palstry, and the uh, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast <clears throat> the same hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Now listen to this. And who is that God shall deliver you out of my hands? Mm -hmm. Amen. Here's their statement. This is one of the greatest statements in the Bible. One of the greatest statements of faith and commitment and determination and courage and steadfast to your God. Huh? He said, Here Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. In other words, what they were saying, their minds were set. If it be so, your, uh, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image that thou hast set up. Mm -hmm. Huh? Now let me read the next verse before I make a comment. Then Nebuchadnezzar, uh, full of fury, and the form of his image was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <clears throat> and therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace <clears throat> one seven times more than it wont to be heated. I want to tell you something. Huh? These three Hebrew children looked at the king. And remember the king huh, had all those important people there. Huh? Huh? To demonstrate his power. Huh? To demonstrate who he was. He was King Nebuchadnezzar. Huh? There was no other gods powerful than him. That was his mind thinking. Right. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego looked him right in the face. Huh? And said, huh, 
We're not going to worship your golden image. I feel like taking off. And we're not going to bow down to your gods. huh? Praise the Lord. huh? And Nebuchadnezzar, huh? he couldn't believe what was coming out of their mouth. Huh? He was one of them kings. Nobody told him no. But he got told no that. We're not going to do it. Huh? Go ahead and throw us in there. Huh? And if we burn, we burn. Huh? Right. Ah. Right. Woo! But he said, huh? Our God's able to deliver us. Huh? Huh? And he can deliver us. Amen. But if he don't deliver us, hallelujah, we're not going to give in to your demand. Steadfast, commitment, huh? courage, huh? determination before the powerful man in the world. Mm -hmm. Amen. Praise God. Huh? They didn't even they listen, my friend. Listen, church. They didn't even know what was going to happen to them. Huh? They had no assurance that God was going to deliver them out of that furnace. Huh? But it didn't matter to them. Huh? They were committed to the living God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. I want to tell you something this morning. huh? Woo! I tell you, this was the prophecy fulfilled huh? in Isaiah 43 and 2. The prophecy there said, Isaiah said, you will walk through the fire and you'll not be burned. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hallelujah. You'll go through the flames and they'll not harm you. I want to tell you, and just a few months later, we just read it. It come to life and happen. Huh? It was fulfilled in Isaiah. It was fulfilled, the prophecy of Isaiah. Huh? Praise God. And it said there, huh? I know I, I could preach so many things on this. We'll shorten it up. But it said there that they throw them in there. They said they heated it up seven times more. You know what seven times mean? That was just a number. What that meant was they they had it as hot as they could get. It was the dial was maxed out. They couldn't turn it up any hotter. And it slew the man that threw him in there. Huh? The flames were so hot, huh? These wasn't, they said mighty man. But they estimate they was probably an important man of his. Uh, and they threw him in there. And it said there that the flames were so hot huh, that it that it, it slew them. The, that, they, got up, they got up to the pit of that furnace. The mouth of that furnace and opened it up. Huh? And it was so hot the flames came out. Huh? And burnt them up. I don't know how many there was. Huh? But I want you to remember. Remember this. Hallelujah. They were bound. They took cords and bound Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Huh? They, they tied their legs together and their arms behind their back. Maybe they had them around their chest. Huh? But they bound them and threw them in there. Amen. Right. 
This was another reason why this happened. It was God's plan. Huh? There were estimated, like I said, 300,000 people, huh? important people there to witness this. And it said those people huh, that were sitting there and standing or whatever they were doing that was watching this, huh? it said they were amazed. Huh? They couldn't believe what they saw, huh? that the fire had no power upon these men. Huh? Huh? They were they was and they were so in awe. But God wanted to show them huh? who was the God of mankind. The God of the universe. Huh? Right. Praise God. There's none like Jehovah. Right. He's the true God. And that's what God put across. Amen. Huh? Right. I want to tell you something. It said they come out of there and they never even smelled like smoke. Huh? That listen, my friend, their hairs in their head weren't even sins. Huh? It's like they never even walked in. Huh? Praise God this morning. And I want to tell you something. Woo! The spiritual part of this thing, huh? It said the cords were burned up. Huh? They were loose and free. I want to tell you something this morning. The devil has so many people wrapped up in cords and in sin and in bondage this morning. But only Christ can burn the cords off and set them free. Amen. Huh? Right. Praise God. Yep. Hallelujah. Yes. I tell you, the old king, he seen a sight that day mm. and so did all his people. Huh? I want to tell you something this morning. This is not a fairy tale. Huh? This is not a fairy tale. I know people in the world don't believe stories like this. Huh? But I want to tell you it's true. Huh? Just as sure as you and I are in this church this morning it happened. It took place. Huh? Praise God. Hallelujah. I wanted to go on tell you a few other things, but I'm running short. Praise God. We're talking about commitment. We're talking about surrendering. Huh? 
I know I told you this story. If you give me just a few minutes, <clears throat> I want to tell you this story. So I thought about this. Back in the early 1900s, over in Wales, they had a revival. Huh. They had a great revival. The Lord's Spirit was so powerful. Huh? The people were getting saved and converted. Huh? The preachers and the pastors huh, were getting renewed in their spirit. Mm -hmm. They had backslidden and fallen away from, from their preaching huh? and their duties as a, as a preacher. Huh? They got the fire back. Huh? People were saved. Let me let mom make a choice. Anyways, huh, this, this man was saved. I heard that the first story I heard there was a few of them, but anyways, we'll just say one. Anyways, he was saved and got gloriously converted. God changed everything in his life and called him to be a missionary. Huh? Called him to be a missionary. Huh? When God calls you to do something, huh? He'll show you what to do. I guarantee you that. He'll show you what to do. Huh? And he showed this man. He said, hey, I want you to go to Indies, into the jungles, huh? to this certain type of people. And I want you to bring the gospel. That's what God's going to do. I tell you, he worked it out. However, he had to work it out. And he went over there to India. And he was down at the bottom of the mountain. Huh? And those headhunters. Those savages was up there in that hill and in the woods. Huh? And he was down there at the bottom of the hill, the mountain. And the people asked him, they knew he was different, knew he was from another country. He said, what are you doing here? He told them. He said, I came to bring the gospel to those people that's up there in the mountains. Huh? That's up there in the hills. And they said, You'll never come back alive. He said, I want to, he said, they said, I'll tell you what type of people that, that's living up there. They're savages. They're headhunters. Huh? They're heathens. They got skulls sticking on poles huh? in their camps and around their houses. You'll never make it. And he said, God sent me there. Basically is what he said. Huh? These people need the gospel too. This is what he said. And he headed up the mountain huh, to that village. And he went in there. He had an interpreter with him to preach the gospel to these people. Huh. And he preached. I don't know how long he was there. And it said that, that he got discouraged and he got down because it seemed like they wasn't receptive to the gospel. Huh? But there was one guy that believed and got saved. The Lord saved him, gloriously saved him and his wife, and he had two sons. Huh? And when he got saved, when he finally got it, when he finally prayed through, and God and Christ came into his heart, and his life was changed, he couldn't shut he was telling the other people in the village how he felt. Huh? How, how, how marvelous Christ was. Huh? All the voodoos, huh? all the witchcraft, huh? all the 
gods they worshiped and served had never done anything again like Jesus. Amen. Yes. Matter of fact, they got a following. And it stirred the king up. Not the king, the chief. He was the chief in that village. <clears throat> stirred him up. He got mad. He said, he sent his man out to get this uh, villager that believed in Christ. And he went and he got him. And he brought him before the people. Huh? And he asked him what was going on. Basically, he did. He told him that Jesus had came into his heart and changed his life. Huh? That was against their gods, against their belief, and against their voodoo. Huh? He said, I want you to deny Christ right now. Huh? And he said, I can't do that. I can't deny my Lord. He said, either you deny your Christ, Deny God, I'm going to kill your two sons. Uh, this is a true story. This happened. He said, I'll kill your sons. He had his wife and his two sons. Probably his two sons were right there in the middle. And then his wife were standing there before the king, before the chief. And he said, I can't do it. The story said that archers pulled back their bows and drawed their bows on those young kids, those little boys. Huh? And he gave the knot, and the arrows flew and went through his sons. Huh? And his sons fell down on the ground with arrows in them and was dead. Huh? And the king come up to him and he said, or the chief come up to him and he said, Deny Christ now. And he said, Though none go with me, yet still I'll follow. That's what he told the chief. And the chief said, Told the archers, huh? To draw back their bows. He said, if you don't deny Christ, I'm going to kill your wife. Uh, listen to me. This is true. And they said that the, the, the uh, he said, uh, he said, though none go with me, yet still I'll follow. That was the second sentence in Saul. Huh? I decided to follow Jesus was the first one, and this was the second one. Huh? And the archers had their bows drawn back. Huh? And the king gave the knot, and the arrows flew. Huh? And went in to his wife and killed him. Killed her. Now his whole family's laying there dead. Everything he ever had or everything he ever loved. His whole life is laying right there. Huh? Yeah, think of this. Huh? And the king came, or I keep saying king, the chief came up to him and said, deny Christ or I'll take your life. You know what he said? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing that you and I need to do. He said, the cross before me, the world behind me. Huh? The cross before me and the world behind me. The archers drew their ball back, killed him. Uh, and he lay there, whole family, whole family massacred, slaughtered, killed. The people in the village, uh, they couldn't believe what they saw. And neither could the king, or the chief, he couldn't believe it either. That a man would have so much faith and commitment. 
standard and it's a lie. This God must be real. You know what happened? He got saved. <laughs> he accepted the Christ, the chief did. Huh? Because, my friend, he seen the commitment and he seen an example of a godly life. And he knew that he never had anything like this man had. And the people in the village became saved. Little as much when God's in it. My friend, little as much. Father, well, I was tender. I thought of these stories. I want to tell you something this morning. Just like Corny had said about Goliath and the people that's influenced our lives. Uh, and I thought about the people that I know and those who are committed to Christ uh, that love the Lord and their lives make them happy. I thought about Teresa. This is the truth. I thought about her. Uh, how she gave her life to God Amen. many years ago. Listen to me. Huh? And committed her life to Christ. Huh? Donna Joyce never went to church. John never went to church. Huh? But she committed her life to God. Huh? Took her children and raised them in the church. Huh? Huh? Praise God, made a commitment that she was going to serve the Lord and she was going to guide her children in the way they should go. Huh? Look at the impact upon her life and her family. Look who's sitting beside her today, John. Look who's in front of her this morning. Donna enjoys her parents. What are you talking about this morning, preacher? I'm talking about being committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. And your life will be on the influence upon people. Uh, there's a perfect example right there. Uh, I tell you, we have the same people today in this church uh, that are just like the same people that's written in God's Word. Uh, the only difference between us and them is be committed uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, praise God for Teresa. We can go on and we can go on for the people in this church. Uh, I'll make this real short. Audie and Cherish are not here and I thought about them too. And I was thinking about Audie. I told you when I met him he wasn't a Christian but he was a good man. He was a good man. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, he met Cherish. I'll make this short. He met Cherish, huh? And she was a Christian woman. She was committed to God and dedicated to God. And God worked this out that they would meet each other. Huh? And go out on a date. Huh? And on their first date, huh? you know what she told him? She said, now I'm going to church. Huh? And if you're going to go with me, huh, you're going to have to go to church. That's exactly what she told him, huh? He didn't have no problem with that, huh? He said, I'll go. I'll go with you. Huh? The Lord was drawing him, huh? Yes. 
And he's met this woman now. She's a Christian. She's committed, huh? Praise God. And he went to church with her. Huh? I don't know how much time elapsed, but it didn't take long. No altar calls. God was dealing with his heart. And he went forward. And he prayed. Yes. And became a Christian. Huh? Praise God. And had two girls that are special. Very special to this church. Yes. Amen. Kylie and Reagan, I appreciate them so much. What are you talking about, church or preacher? I'm talking about being committed to the Lord, regardless of the circumstances that we face in this life. We're going to go through with Jesus, regardless huh, of what happens to us, regardless of what the world thinks, huh? And what the world does. They're passing laws in this nation that are so immoral and so ungodly and against God's word, huh? I'm going to tell you, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar, huh? But render unto God the things that are God. What are you saying, preacher? I'll tell you what I'm saying. The morals that's in God's book, huh? Trump the world and its laws. Right. That's exactly right, huh? That's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was against, huh? The law was to bow down and worship the golden image. They didn't do it. Because it was against God's laws and against God's word. I appreciate you this morning. Thanks for your time. I know I went long. I appreciate you so much. Amen. I hope that this will be an encouragement. I didn't know what I was going to preach on. But I felt like the Lord gave me this. And uh, I think we need to, amen, to be committed to him. Praise God. And our life will be an influence. Huh? Those around.